oops, I did it again. I accidentally released this podcast without finishing it. So this is actually the second time, but we have a special offer at the end of this episode. If you want to claim it, email us at the star parent podcast at gmail.com with a special word and you can reclaim the offer. There's only one. So be that one if you want it. Thanks for listening. Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Lorraine Campbell, me, talking about, you know, embracing your dark side, embracing the parts of you that we don't necessarily like. Very challenging thing to do within life, especially when we have children, because we're often trying to model appropriate or quote unquote perfect behaviors for children to follow. When in fact, ooh, ding. When in fact, um, children are learning more from our imperfections than our perfections. So one way of embracing that is acknowledging the dark sides of you. This is kind of the things that we don't necessarily talk about in our society. Like my favorite emotion that we don't talk about enough, jealousy, envy, that wanting of what others have because of that feeling of lack within. That's a dark quality because it doesn't, it come, it's usually bred from fear. There's usually this feeling of the lack, the lack of, or the wanting and usually good thoughts or positive thoughts come from a sense of loving or of giving. So that's why I'm kind of categorizing this jealousy and envy as, as something, in, as a dark emotion. It's the dark, a darker side of us, but it makes us whole um, because jealousy and envy can actually motivate us to do certain things or to make changes in ourselves. So this like making a list of, you know, the faces of you. Um, I know for myself, a uh, little share. I know I'm a little bit controlling. I have that in my personality. I like to be able to care for people. And that means knowing what their needs are and being able to execute uh, what is needed. Um, and that's, there's, a, there's an element of control. And so I accept that. I say, you know, I'm, I'm that. Uh, I've recently been called controlling and I've just embraced it. Yeah, that's the controlling Lorraine part of me. Um, It's not something that I want to hold on to forever. It's just a part of who I am right now. And it's getting me through what I need to get through in this moment in my life. So I need this controlling um, personality and and I kind of finding ways to incorporate it into more loving ways. And this is what's helping me a lot to get through challenging times. So I wanted to make a podcast about this, you know, how can we embrace the dark sides of us and use them in 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 the darkness, but in a in positive ways. It's not something that I can answer. But it's something that I thought we could think about, you know, collectively and making steps to embracing who we really are as people. And that means like kind of reinterpreting yourself and realizing that just because you feel jealousy and envy doesn't mean that you are a jealous and envious person. It means that you feel that, you know, I feel anger doesn't mean I'm a 
angry person. And although we have all these stereotypes that, you know, link us with, you know, certain races or genders or, or, or personalities, in the, in the, in the big scheme of things, we are all that. And reinterpreting yourself will help to build a better self-esteem. So owning that you have these feelings and thoughts, but also accepting that that's not who you are. And you're in the process of interpreting yourself so you can have a better idea of who you actually are and loving all the shades of them, of yourself. So this is what's come to mind. If you haven't discovered the Enneagram already, it's a great tool to use for understanding your personality, understanding your deepest fears. If you're unable to tap into them yourself, the Enneagram might be able to guide you in the direction of going deeper into self. Let's get back to me. (laughs) There's a lot of new interpretations that we can give ourselves um, that come across as kind of like you know, affirmations and mantras, um, but really it's the, the easiest way to attack the way you see yourself is to, is to talk to yourself. And just like those reaffirming affirmations, you know, like I am beautiful and um, I'm strong and, you know, I'm talented and curious and I'm brave. These things, selling yourself on a regular basis, like indirectly, indirectly boost your confidence. I know it feels weird at first. For the longest time, it felt really weird to say I love you, you know, to my parents because it wasn't something that I said often as a child. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't something that we said at all as children. So it feels really awkward when um, I'm on the phone with my parents and we share this term of endearment, I love you, because we're kind of reinventing our relationship with each other and realizing that we have to say these words because it's part of healing. It's part of letting go of past practices. It's it's part of growing and evolving as people. You know, I was speaking to my father this morning and he was saying to me, Lorraine, we are all going to die. It's a fact of life. I'm going to die. I'm going to leave you one day. We have to talk about it now. And, you know, maybe about 15 years ago, that would have been a very difficult conversation for me to have with my dad because I don't do so well with that feeling of loss. But the fact that he's so positive about his purpose and position on this planet and knowing that he's going to transform into something else is so comforting for me because I know that when it happens, he has accepted it. It's not like he's been resisting it. And, you know, and setting us up in a situation where we don't have to be fearful about all the things to come, the planning and the, you know, the the phone calls and family members wanting to be updated. Like these things can be anticipated prior to just because of the space that my dad is creating now for that to happen. So there's just like this element in telling yourself every day that you can do certain things that you couldn't necessarily do years ago. I find children celebrate this accomplishment so 
you know, intrinsically, you know, when they've gotten, they, when they, when they've figured something out, like my son Sparrow will often shout out, I got it. I got it. It's so cute because, um, it, there's a real sense of joy and accomplishment and he's not even looking around to tell anybody that he's gotten it. He's just celebrating within himself. So it's like, there's moments during the day where I just take time to celebrate my little wins, you know, like, Sometimes I don't feel like getting up because I've been feeling a little bit sad lately and getting out of bed and taking a shower on some days have been a win for me. And celebrating that, that that little win makes a huge difference. Why do we celebrate our wins? Because it allows the energy to flow through us. It allows happiness to be... um, created within and let out. It's almost like you're letting your own light shine. You let your own light shine when you acknowledge who you really are. And you can't do that without looking at the dark sides of you. Um, as much as we want to project, you know, out to the outer world of who we want people to perceive us to be, we ain't fooling anybody You cannot fool yourself. Yourself knows you better than you. Getting to know yourself is part of this journey on this life planet. And it's like sometimes letting your light shine can be the scariest feeling in the world because it means that you're going to let people into your world and let them know that you've kind of been lying. You've been lying about who you are all this time and now you're feeling like, are these people going to even like this person who I am? And you know what the answer is? I don't know. It's very possible the people that have been around you for all this, your life, don't know who you are. And in this process of reinventing yourself and reinterpreting yourself, you might come to an end of a relationship. And that's okay because your life is worth living. Your life is worth living for yourself and your friends or your family or whoever acquaintances have their own life to live. So there's, there's, there's really no reason to like be, okay, that's not true. There is a reason to be upset and to mourn grief and to feel sad about an ending of a relationship. But knowing within yourself that you yourself are growing Sometimes when we're growing, we let things go. Like right now, it's the season of fall. I love this time of the year. Watching leaves and branches and twigs just just fall off and making space for roots to spread and to, you know, sap to be created. And like this is part of life and it sucks. Life can really, really suck when we're not able to process the stuff that's passing through, you know? Um, so it's once we realize, and usually it's a lot when we're, we're older, like I'm in my 40s now and I'm just realizing that the life force inside of me, it's necessary that I allow it to flow. If I don't allow it to flow, that I'm not living my best life. What does flow mean? It means understanding the dark sides of me and understanding the light sides of me, understanding the pers- my personality and how I interact with others. And at the same time, standing in truth with who I really am, even in the face of other people, people's resistance, you know, 
living my own life for for what I stand for and not being afraid for standing in my truth. It takes a while to get to this level of thinking. Um, and it's also really scary when you're not having the support systems in place to to um, help you cultivate this new sense of self. Um, I don't know if you've listened to our previous podcast, but we have been really hyping up about the hologram uh, program. I'm actually signing up to take the course to be able to teach it and to facilitate it more for others. And it's basically a peer-to-peer support group where you are the hologram and you create a triangle of support, three people who are willing to meet with you either on a weekly basis, monthly basis, you know, every three months, depending. And you're literally creating a living medical record for you. And it's based on your mental health, your physical health, your social emotional health, and also helping you to get resources to support you through your growth. And it's also kind of an accountability record too, you know, because as you're meeting with people over the course of a year and things are documented, everybody's taking notes, you've got your friends and peers to question you and to you know, hold you accountable for things that have been said in the past or actions that have been wanting to take. It really is a healthy way to facilitate healthy relationships and also foster growth within a peer group. You know, I can't tell you how many friends I've known that have been stuck in friendships that are just not growing. They're not evolving. You know, it's kind of like you're living a double life because you have your friend, but then you're talking literally crap behind their back at the drop of a dime because you're just so enmeshed in this codependency that you're not able to be honest with each other about, you know, whatever topic you want to discuss or whatever you feel needs to be brought to light. So being secure within yourself and knowing that you have your own life to live and getting that support that you need by having a hologram in your triangle support can elevate you. It can elevate you into a whole nother sense of being. It can push you into a whole new style of parenting, allow you to be more relaxed and more chill with your children and more accepting of their personalities as they're developing. So many times as children are growing, they adapt their thoughts and emotions for adults. And when you learn to love yourself and truly accept yourself as you are, you give space for children to do the same for themselves. You know, people often ask me, Lorraine, how do you meditate? And how do you calm your sense of self? And how do you get in touch with your sacred self? You know, meditation is one way, but it's not the only way. James Nestor wrote this amazing book. It's called Get High Now Without Drugs. And he offers all these different methods of pretty much getting high without drugs and tuning in to your inner self and connecting with the sensations of your body and possibly opening up the floodgates for a higher sense of thinking. So I recommend it. It's a great book. And uh, let's get back to me. I am so excited to be able to share with you more about the hologram project, as well as, as you know, Anne Celeste and I have put together an amazing 
trauma-informed care workshop that we're offering this November. There's more details to come. We're just putting it together. It's going to be a small group, but we aim to offer it online for others to purchase in the future. So thank you again for listening to the Star Parent Podcast. I hope that this podcast was insightful and I'm looking forward to talking to you in the future. Have a great day. I ask all my listeners, what does spiritual parenting mean to you? Because whatever it is, just seek it passionately and do whatever it takes to make you shine because you will. I promise you, just keep it up and keep going. You will shine. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to have your own copy of the Debbie Ford's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, we have one book to give away. Email us at the Star Parent Podcast at gmail.com with the subject heading power and we'll send that over to you. Thanks for listening. There's only one, so be quick. We are on Instagram and we'd love to hear from you at the Star Parent Podcast. Thanks for listening.